hi, I got forcibly bonded to Alana, and all I got with this was this T-shirt, Dalen. Hi, I actually know what the Knife of Dreams is, and my name's Gus. And welcome to Loyal Spoils, a newer series where we talk about the series with full spoilers. A lovely break from talking about it only in the context of the chapters read. Um, and I have fellow uh, first-time podcaster. Uh, we play the same role as the experienced reader. Gus, how are you? Hey, hey. I am doing super well. I'm glad to be here. I think my audio is crazy loud. I'm not sure. Am I coming through correctly? Yes, uh, maybe. I'm good on my end. Looks good. All right, you can cut that out. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm happy to be here. It's always fun to be able to talk about uh, the end of the books instead yeah. of instead of you know frantically censoring myself. I'm sure you're very familiar with that. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm grateful to be here today. Yeah, you know, doing a first time podcast, it was harder than I thought because. Um, I don't know. Does Allie tend to guess things well, or is she? Well, can I give you a couple examples of things she's guessed? Yes, please. Okay. Um, she said in book two or book four, she figured out that Slayer was Luke and Esam merged together. Oh my God. She thinks that the old man hiding in Grendel's room in book five is Jane Farstrader and that he's either, he's either going to hang out with Matt later on or he's going to become a hero of the horn she thinks that grendel killed asmodian and she has logic to back it up oh um God. but then she she also thinks that sherry M is a triple agent and is both black aja but actually a good person so like interesting she's, a lot of the time she hits the hammer she hits the nail squarely on the head yeah and then sometimes she just goes herring off into the abyss oh like yeah she she thinks danelle is masana which is correct. Yeah. The people who like, nobody knows. I forget that on the regular, but she also thinks that Carlinia is a super powerful black Aja sister. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. She has a pretty good track record though. It's difficult to keep things away from her, but what's your situation like? Eric has, um, we were talking about Alana and he's been close. Like you said, I think Alana's going to forcibly bond parent. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." that's a good read close and then he's like um i think brands it rand is going to incidentally cause someone's death at the end of fires of heaven okay but he's been like very like he thought rand was going to die at the end of fires of heaven and uh he well, it obviously changed but he's like i still think rand and Egwene are going to go uh head to head he thinks Egwene's going to turn into either a dark friend or a forsaken and compelling yeah I like this. He has no theories as to who killed Asmodian. Sure. Um, he figures there is a Aes Sedai who was both Black Aja and is for the light. So he nice. kind of got Viren. But other than that, I mean, I'm very, like, rereading this. I'm like, I want to try to, because uh, I know you find out in Chapter 9 of the book that Masana is in the White Tower. Mm-hmm. But I like to do a... What do you think of her building a thing out of dominoes? Uh, I love like, that part, man. That yeah. part is so good. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'm trying to go find the balance between here's a hint and then not outright saying it because I would try to point out to Eric every time like we talk to Moraine in book five, like, 
okay, she seems really desperate. Why do you think she seems so all of a sudden one? And he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, she says like, she's going to be leaving soon. Mm-hmm. Do you, do it's you get right there? Yeah. It's, it's so close. And, um, yeah, even, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I was like, oh, I mean, I guess we, it's not a huge spoiler to just say Aganor and Bothamel are Osengar and Arangar. Osengar and Arangar, yeah. Which... Because that's, that's kind of like, it's a mystery, but it doesn't really matter at all. It's not like a reveal, yeah. you know? Because like I feel like Osengar is just there yeah. for like three books and then he dies. And then yeah. Arangar gets killed in book nine, I think, too. So you're just like, all right. Arangar gets uh, Natron's Barrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in... Um... Right. Gathering Storm. Okay. Like, I think, after, I think. I'm going to Google that real quick. Because I after, like, book five, the books all blend. Up. <laughs> and Me so, too. like, um, natural, uh, after uh, I, like, Googled uh, some, like, I did on Watt Wikipedia, just mm-hmm. kind of, like, going through, like, the chapters. And I'm like, who are all these people? What is going on? Um... Because, like, I forget how much it's, like, right, we have the Shidome, we have the weird Saldean arc. Um, yeah, it's Gathering Storm. Um, you, just, you just pick up, it, it I, I don't, I don't like to call it the slog, but I will call it the bloat. Um, because yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know that it really slows down too much, but I do think it just spreads the fuck out. And that's, that's where I lose threads. It's just too many things. Yeah. I felt like after, because I read, I felt like everyone was like, oh, get ready, you're going to hate Pat, uh, Cro- Crossroads of Twilight. And I'm like, I thought Crossroads of Twilight was fine. Yeah. It's not great. I liked Elaine in the Succession arc where she was like the only adult in the room full, full of kids. But that like, that, it's like, you ask me what happened in Path of Daggers. I can't tell you. I know I think Rand kills the Sean Chan and most of his army with Kalimdor. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get the he needs women. Other than that, cannot remember. And then, like, Winter's Heart is just uh, the cleansing of Sidene and Catswain. Yep. And, I and like, literally, I'm just kind of like, I'm going through this, and then I know what happens. I, I fully remember, and I'm scarred by Crown of Swords. So I'm like... Oh, yes. I'm... <laughs> Oh, how yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a that's a heavy one. That's yeah. the one where Jordan just decides to start trying stuff. That's where he went. What if I experimented with my pros and we're like, how about you not and just mm-hmm. write? Yeah, it's gonna be. A, I mean, thankfully, Eric and I have fully agreed on times where this things were not okay. Like in Fires of Heaven, when Egwene assaults Nynaven. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know this is bad it still doesn't bring Egwene down for me because we do gold stars or like <laughs> um, green, like we do like uh, in elementary school when you have like the green, orange, yellow, a green, yellow, orange, and red card. We give um, a card change at the end of the episodes and then who gets the gold star of the week. Mm-hmm. It was like Egwene gets a card change, but it's, I'm, it's so tainted by the fact that I know how her arc goes and yeah. she's also top four for me. So I'm like, it's awful, 
but it sort of makes sense with how she's going as a character, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it that's a that's an instance where more than anything else, I go like, okay, I don't think Robert Jordan used his full vocabulary on this one because I don't think he fully got what he was doing with that. Yeah, so I'm gonna give Egwene a pass, oh, not a pass, you know, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm going to not remember this as strongly as I could in, right. in my consideration of her as a character. Because I don't yeah. think it's fair to her for me to do that. No, I'm like, listen, if everyone can forgive Rand for killing a group of dark friends and positioning their bodies so he's bowing <laughs> to them, I think we can forgive Egwene for kind of going wise ones on Nynaeve and tell a Rand to Every time, Every time Rand commits a war crime, take a drink. And exactly. you done by the end of Dragon Reborn. I Love know. The man. Love the boy. Sweet boy. Allie, Allie it, likes to say they're dumb farm boys, but they're my dumb farm boys, damn it. Exactly. I just, the fact that Yosha Sardowski has been like, yeah, I'm excited to do the box. I'm like, you realize no one is ready for the box. Like the second they announced for like season, I guess like four, because season Gotta three be four, is going to be when they're like, so season four, we've announced uh, Galena, and everyone is just going to go. And then the next season, Cad Swain, I'm like, this is going to be, uh, it's, I'm very excited to see it. I'm not emotionally prepared. Like, you can't, you can't really prepare emotionally for that. <laughs> yeah. in a box, beat you repeatedly and carry you to a, nah, it's not, this, this is not something you enjoy. Cause like I, cause Eric was, wrecked by the ending of fires of heaven i'm like oh my god and we have so far to go i mean i was like it, it you it doesn't get better for rand i'm so sorry like never again this is just the beginning and even veins of gold is like okay and then he's like time to die now and you're like oh yeah oh <laughs> but we are at the beginning of that well more yes Towards the, we're on one of the curves of the downward spiral of Rand's arc. We are in Lord of Chaos. The classic. <laughs> the best cover, the best Daryl K. Sweet cover, and also the worst uh, Daryl K. Sweet cover, in my opinion. I the, mean, yes. The Lexing and Shadar Logoth for Crown of Swords is camp. Uh huh. We call that dump truck ass Rand. Oh. Uh, he's just, yeah. he's just, he's got it all out there. He and does. He's been lifting. It's, you can't tell he's been lifting on this cover because the shirt's too baggy. Right? I know. But, like, you, you get a little peck in there. You can see he's got the, the funny the tendons in his neck are standing out. Oh, my God. That's strange. He, lo- That's he looks – that time in the box did – that time in the box did him some uh, damage because he looks 37. Oh, sorry. He's done some – the box did some damage to him. He looks 37. It's one of those things. I'm like, is that supposed to be – it's, I guess, after Dumai's Wells? I think Maybe. so. Because there's, like, there's exploded wagons on the back. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So the sh- shit's blown up, and there's an army camp somewhere kind of off in the background. It's got the white boar on it. Um, you can see on the back. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that. Of yeah, Gowan's... There's, there's Gowan's sigil. So that must be, yeah, it must be Demise. Okay. Um, I'm not sure who the Aes Sedai is supposed to be. Right, it's one of the many that's, like, there. Yeah, this is the point where the names stop sinking in for me. Yeah, it's where I have to kind of write out all the... I'm going to have to write out all the names of the Aes Sedai just to, like, keep it close for Eric. Because, like, once we get to, like, the kin and then the sisters in the White Tower hunting, like, there is so much that I'm like, right, 
Shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember Settle Anon, and that's it. That's all I need. I forgot who Settle Anon is. Uh, she's the leader of the kin. She's the not oh. the leader. She's the she's the one with the in. Her her name is a is a is a pun oh. on Settle On In. Oh, that's a, that's actually a great drag name. Settle On In. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it works. Um print it. Take it. <laughs> um but Lord of Chaos, it's a very I think it's a, one of the best books in the series. Yeah. But the prologue is ominous. I mean, because I think this is where, you know, Robert Jordan was probably still in his Mazarin Taim Demandred are the same person. Yeah. I, I know there's conflicting, not conflicting. There, there is a set of notes from when he was working on Lord of Chaos that imply they are. But I think by the time publishing came around, he was like, I hate this. <laughs> but it's like it's clear that he's thinking about it. Yeah. You know, especially with the end of the as I recall, the end of the book is Damon Dredd being like, have I not done well? And if he's just fucking around in Shara, well, I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> like you, he's got Damon Dredd is everyone's like, oh, we don't know where Damon Dredd is. But susp- suspiciously, we've been hearing a lot about Mazram Tayin for four books that is kind of like Shara is such a right it's so in passing that when he finally reappears in memory of light as Bo the wild you're like yeah all right you it's funny actually because ali ali um ali is really fixated on tracking down the forsaken um oh, no. because because she fucked up when she was trying to figure out who a Shamael was. She was certain that a Shamael was Gareth Brynn. Uh, oh. And, and I, I may or may not have put together a 10 minute compilation of, of moments where I basically told her who a Shamael was and she missed it. Oh my um, God. And that, you know, that was mean, but, but, <laughs> uh, but because of that now she is determined to never get anything wrong again. And, it is only recently that she has started to say there maybe isn't one in Shara. Because um, mm. this is the funny, because this book has a lot of Shara in it. Yeah. All of a sudden, and I think this is when Jordan still thought the, the series was going to be eight books. Oh, yeah. Um, because he, he, Grendel brings up Shara. Um, I think Samael brings up Shara. Several people bring up Shara. And there's reason to believe that the first second would have interest in shara there's also fighting in shara mentioned yeah. through the book so it is on her radar but she's also weirdly obsessed with finding forsaken yeah. i think i think her her latest pin on damon dread is he's either with the sea folk mm. uh with the shan chan or maybe in shara but that's unlikely yeah because semarag is with the shan chan right now mm-hmm. Yeah, Masana's in the White Towers. Danelle, um, God, who's still alive? Samael is in. Uh, Sammy's Sammy's vibing in Ilion. He's in Ilion. Demandred is, I, I guess, Possibly, yeah, like probably in Shara. Probably in Shara. Probably Mazram Tayin. Um, <laughs> Mogedian is vibing in Staladar. She's having a terrible time. Um, uh, Osagar. Yeah, she's not back yet. Oh, Moradin. Oh, is yeah. he here yet? No, book seven. He comes back in book seven. Okay. Um. Yeah, I feel like, and then though, yeah, 
I do want to tease Eric that maybe Osengar and Erengar are, if he doesn't catch it, are Lanfear and Asmodian. I love it. Do it. I don't think he would. I think I don't think he would catch on because I feel like Ali might bring up. Oh no, he uh, Arangar brings up that uh, Osengar brings up he created Trollocs, and it's like I miss that. That's the thing. You don't know who did that. It's not Grendel offhand thinks like Agonor made the Trollocs in the middle of this book. And that's that that's when you get that information. Oh okay. so for all we know, maybe Esmodian was also a genetic engineer. In addition to music was a side thing. <laughs> that was a side hustle. And to uh, rather than just being Yaskier from The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> but uh slightly more problematic. Very yeah. Yeah. But yeah. What was the um uh, Aaron Garo Sengar. I had something I want to say, but it's fallen out of my head. Bad trains um, rep on Robert Jordan's end. Sorry? Oh my god, Bad. yeah. No, yeah. Like, mm-hmm, yep, that's... <laughs> that's a whole conversation. Yeah, uh, like, we... I was on a podcast episode where we talked about queer rep in uh, Wheel of Time, and I think the conclusion was, is there queer rep in Wheel of Time? Yes. Is it good? No. Not usually. And, yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I already like what they're doing with the show with making oh my God, yeah. so normalized. And I'm like, listen, you can't have Rand drop the line of, if I had to pick a man, I could do better and uh-huh. not follow through on that shit. It's funny because Jordan in, um, in interviews is very upfront about like, oh, people are having same-sex relationships all over the place people are all doing whatever they want it's just accepted as a matter of course but then he doesn't fucking write any of it right you know like he kind of hints it's funny because if you if you look at the novella new spring versus the novel new spring the novella new spring kind of um uh, uh camille rational nerd on twitter uh posted a breakdown between the two of them she's fantastic they they do these great graphs of screen time data and stuff highly oh, recommend the, into that uh the thing in New Spring where they mention male servants having sex with it, like gay sex. No, no, not that. That's that's an, that's another thing I forgot about. But um, there's a whole passage where Swan and Warren meet up in some city, and I don't remember which one. Um, and in the novella, the 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 prose goes like, "Ah, yes, there there was only one bed," and then it moves on. And then in the novel, it's like there was only one bed, and Moiraine knew that Swan knew exactly where to get her to make her like squeal, and it gets like very, very intimate for a moment yeah. in the prose. And like the only reason, the only reason Jordan chose to add that is because someone wrote him and was like, "Well, pillow friends just means they slept on the same pillow, right?" And he went, "Oh, oh honey, no, yeah, <laughs> no." Like I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, "You can't stop me." Perrin was having sex with Aram. You can't stop me. He was having sex with the stable dude, uh, Gil or something. Like, why not? He's gonna stop me, Harriet. Harriet can't. Mac- Harriet McDougal's not gonna stop me from doing this. Stone Wolf, uh, Perrin Gall. That's that's the one true one yes. true pairing, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it is. We, it is a bromance. Why not make it a romance? We are firm Stone Wolf people on the podcast. I think ever since that moment in uh, Shadow Rising, where they're in the stables of Tear. Gaul goes, we'll defeat them, and does like a little dance for Perrin. Like he like does like these like spins and kicks, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. dude, the Gaul jump, the six foot in the air jump thing. It is my favorite thing, and I hope they keep that in the show because it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I like I people forget that the books are funny. Like hilarious. I feel like the second time around, and I feel like once you get more used to Nynaeve, she's hilarious. But I feel like in the show they warmed her up so much that we're not gonna get those like hypocritical like Oh, I don't know. I think we've got room. I think we've got room for that. I know we're gonna get the I won't shout at you. Yeah. I I just I need a crumb of Donald Finn as Matt content at this moment. Like that's I, I I'm loving the blurry pictures of Donald Finn we're getting. Um, I I will make those my wallpaper. Whatever, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I I'm very I'm a Miss Barney, but I'm very excited for, it, for Donald. I just remember when he, the news came out and people were freaking out, and I'm like, you got and they're like, we'll miss our Matt. I'm like. You haven't even seen footage of them yet. <laughs> like, I mean, granted, at that point, I'd seen the episodes already. I so I had seen the first three episodes in January oh. twenty one, and so I was sitting there listening to every dusty wheel everyone predicted. I'm just sitting there going, mm-hmm. how, did, "How did that happen?" Um, I did a freelance gig, oh, and okay. uh, yeah, I ended up getting to see it and. Um, I read the script for episode four, so I knew what was going to happen. And then sure. after that, completely blind. But it was so funny to just watch everybody go like, what's going to happen? I think this, I think this. And I'm like, you're all wrong. Sit there with your popcorn going, you're not going to guess. You're not going to guess. Yeah. You're not going to guess. But um, the theme of the podcast is we get on tangents. And so that's the way uh, to do it. As yeah, far as I'm concerned. Honestly, and we can edit, it's fine. Um, I when Eric and I first started this podcast, like you can listen in our fir- very first episode, we were so focused on keeping it 45 minutes that you could tell we were looking at the timer going like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of relaxed a little more because I'm like, we can have alcohol and we can just talk, you know? And eventually it's fun. Yeah. You're hanging out with you're hanging out with your friends and talking about a book. It's the point of being all regimented. We I did know. a seven-hour episode about the last episode of the show. Oh, my God. Like we, we know about about having a good time chatting yeah. about books and shows and stuff. We are doing a Lord of the Rings rewatch or nice. watch through. So we're doing uh, the first one with Delusions of Grendel at the end of oh, the yeah. month. Um, we still have a spot open for two towers. Mm. So if you and Allie want to join... Oh, that is compelling. Those are those are our favorite films, or yeah. among them, at least. No, and it's also nice because you guys are California, so it's not this like, hey, I'm free after 5 o'clock, but that's going to be 9 o'clock your time, you know? Yeah, the, the, uh, the same time zone thing does help. Yeah. It does help. So, or of chaos. Yeah, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing about the prologue. Prologue of this one is fucking awesome. Yes. That's my hot take that is not a hot take. It's yeah. funny because people, we, we did the, um, the live uh, viewing thing in Chicago mm. uh, of, of the first two episodes. Oh, nice. Yeah, which, which like I thought that was cool to see them four days ahead. You saw them in frickin' January, so there you yeah. go. But then I got, <laughs> to go to the, I got to go to the premiere in L.A., me and Eric went, and that was nice. still so much fun. So nice. Fun. 
Um, but uh, we, we, we did that. And Allie gets up, you know, we introduce ourselves and she goes, oh, I, I just started Lord of Chaos. And the whole crowd goes, oh, oh, oh. And so she is primed for all kinds of off the wall, bonkers bullshit. Yeah. And then, you know what, what people forget about Lord of Chaos, in my experience, is that the prologue is amazing. Yes. And then the next 30 chapters, nothing really happens. It's a lot of setup. Like, yeah. Robert Jordan tends to do a lot of... Like, he he kind of... I don't know if he invented the Sander Lanch. Mm. Like, he uh, certainly practiced it. But it's that, like, nothing is happening, but, like, as it progresses, you get, like, Nine Ape heals Loghain, and then yeah. all of this, and then things start picking up, and I feel like it's that sort of cycle with these books, is, like, the first couple chapters are... Recap. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about the stuff that happened before. Yeah, because I was... I hello, I went through the uh, subreddit when I was first reading the series because I didn't respect myself, I guess. <laughs> um, and so I would tell them, I'm like, why am I listening, reading three chapters of parents sat down on the bench... He sniffed. He could sniff because he was a wolf brother, a man destined to. And I'm like, we yep. get it. And I guess uh-huh. people were saying, like, in the 90s when this was published, sometimes bookstores wouldn't have the first five books. So a lot of people would start, like, on book. Start with book six. Yeah. And, like, they needed that recap. And I'm like, that's great. They didn't want to go through the books in 2022 and go, <laughs> like, if you took out the recap, um, the Lord of Chaos would be this thing. It would be as big as my copy of The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and by the way, I, I, I don't mean to say that I there's no merit in the first 500-ish pages. There's plenty. There's a lot oh, of yeah. lovely character moments. A lot of a lot of lovely things happen. We get a lot of time with Nainu. That's great. We yeah. get time with Egwene. That's great. Um, we get time with the characters. That's great. And there's character development. But it's like, it's so gradual and it's yeah. so slow <laughs> that the first time i read lord of chaos i actually quit the series halfway through it really yeah i i, I don't know it's a different part of my life i was like uh 19 i think is a long time ago and I, I i got to it's funny i actually um when i went back to it i had stopped about 10 pages before nine Eve healed Logan. oh my and god yeah i yeah. i didn't stop on purpose i didn't go i hate this i'm putting it down i just put the book down and i read something else and then yeah. i didn't go back to it for six years you know <laughs> as that real... does happen yeah i first got into the series in 2018 like i think i picked up eye of the world because it was like book series to read while you're waiting for winds of winter mm-hmm. and um i got <laughs> we through today i know i got through all of the first four books and then went i don't like this I don't, this isn't for me. And so I sold all the books. Mm. And then a couple months later, I went, you know what? Let me try it again. So I got through the first four books in 2018. Like when I started, or yeah. So, and then I was like, okay, it's going to take me like three years to finish this series. I was reading the, uh, the final like six chapters of A Memory of Light, November 2019, in my car, just like. Mm-hmm like just emotionally wrecked and then 
2020 happened. And I was like, let me restart it. And then I got to Gowan's section in the prologue before I went, I don't know if I want to do this. And texted Eric going, do you want to do a podcast? And at that point, yeah. he was on Dragon Reborn. Nice. Yeah. And so, like, our podcast started with, like, Perrin and Fayil and Moraine and Land going to Ilian. So, like, we're going to have to, after the entire series, we're going to have to go back to Eye of the World and the Great Hunt and all that. But I also made the mistake of starting Malazan. Woo, <laughs> boy. Yeah, you're on Midnight Tides, right? Yeah. and That's a good one. It's good. I just was, like, I think I was, like, in, uh, I think I only had the first first book, Gardens of the Moon. And I was, like, I let me read this. Let me see what I think. And I finished it out, still didn't know what I thought, and then I continued, and I bought the entire series, and I finished House of Chains, just, like, emotionally bereft. I'm like, can anyone giggle in this series? Can anyone laugh? Can anyone have fun? And I guess Midnight Tides is a little bit more light, because, like, you have the, uh... The, you got Teho and Bug are yeah, really entertaining. But, yeah, and so it's like, we have that. But I also, so I just moved. And so I haven't picked up Midnight Tides in like three weeks. And the thing with Malazan is you can't put it down and pick it up expecting to remember everything. Because then it's like, what the fuck are the bar gas? What the fuck is, yep. what is yep. this? And uh, yeah. Honestly, so. honestly, you can't read it straight through expecting to remember anything. Oh, yeah. I have a friend I, who's starting Deadhouse Gates and she just got to the blood fly scene. She's like, mm-hmm. wait, what are these? And I'm like, Oh, I think she was like, wait, so what are Talani Mass? I'm like, I have no idea. She's like, you're on book five. I'm like, still. Yeah. I cannot, yeah. I'm you like, say, I, I think my, 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 we've gone far afield, but that's okay. My, my yeah, breakdown on what's a Talani Mass? I like, guess a magic caveman that can't die. Yeah. That's yeah. And they're really strong because they can't die. That's, that's yeah. it. That's also really good at magic. Why yeah. are they immortal? We don't have time for that. Why don't they like the uh, jagged? Who knows? Well, you Who know, tyrant. Just yeah. tyrant. How does the magic work? Well, you know. Who's to say? Potchards and escarpments. That's no. all I know. It's like, let's talk about Wheel of Time, where there's Sidene and Sidar. Um, but, but, yeah. but also, you got Sidene and Sidar, and then you have things like foretelling and yeah. dreaming. And Wolf Brothers and the Ways and all these other things that are like we have a magic system and also whatever the fuck I want to do, which I think is great. Which personally, I like, though I feel like it's a little bit easier to go. Okay, so you could say foretelling is a little bit powered by the one power by people who have the spark. Min might have the spark in her, mm-hmm. and it's also like you could make a thing for maybe Parent has some old thing. It's easier to go. Okay, so well, there's gods. And there's ascendance and like the more complicated thing. But I started a little stir on Twitter on the Loyal's Book Club Instagram account because I posted the rhyme at the beginning. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the lions sing in the hills take flight, the moon by day and the sun by night. Blind woman, deaf man, jackdaw fool, let the lord of chaos rule. And this was said, a chant from a children's game heard in Great Arvalon in the Fourth Age. Again, it took me until this read to go, oh, Arvalon, Tarvalon. Tarvalon, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. 
And like, oh, the fourth age, like the fact that I'm noticing like all the quotes now, like whenever it says fourth age, I'm like, okay. It's the future. Yeah. And the it's past. It's the future of the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was on my, and I'll say this in the main pod, I was on my AP English uh, thing um, uh, on my AP English grind where I was like, oh, the lions sing. That has to do something with Andor's role in The Last Battle. And uh, the hills take flight. I mean, something to do with the power or the armies of the last battle, the Aeels, something like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, they can hide in anything. So the hills yeah. just get up and run at you. Yeah, I like that. Um, the moon by day and the sun by night. I think more just like things are getting weird here in Randland, Moraine, Terrain. Um, I think, and also blind woman, the Aes Sedai, or like the Saladar Aes Sedai, like just kind of like, thinking they they're going into the reclaiming of the white tower kind of just like oh we can do whatever we want or really any of the Aes Sedai not really knowing what they're getting into Mm -hmm. uh Death Man I guess Ashamon I don't know I think part of it is also Rand has no one to listen to that's true and you know this this book is the book where he really starts herring off on his by necessity um it's weird because like first read I was very tired of Rand very quickly. Second yeah. read, I just want to give him a warm blanket and a cup of tea and a hug. Yeah. And I'm far more defensive of him this time, but whatever. But, you know, he's, he's herring off on his own now because he has to. He has, he has new advisors that he doesn't really know that well. Yeah. And no Moiraine. But he's kind of deaf. He's deaf to a lot of outside influence. Yeah. No, I, this reread, I've turned into an Egwene, Matt, Nynaeve, and Rand apologist. <laughs> and a little bit of a Fael apologist. I, she is very problematic, but I'm kind of like, ah, she's fine. I've always been a Fael apologist. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, kind of like, do, uh, I think it's just, we don't under, fully understand Saldane culture, and Perrin never, I don't like Perrin. Like, sure. I just, he never tells her anything about his wolf powers and i'm like that could have helped so fucking much dude he kind of does uh, in book four he gives her mm. a quick and dirty rundown but not much i mean like my, my thing about fail does she make some serious flubs and do some things that are pretty awful especially from a relationship perspective yeah she does yeah i, I am also willing to give her a lot of grace because when jordan originally conceived of the character she was 16 years old yeah and then he aged her up but he had to keep her with a lot of those characteristics of a very young girl who ran away from home was not really trained to be worldly in the same way that like an elaine was yeah and has her societal and cultural concepts and very little tolerance for or understanding of others. Is that a problem? Yeah, yeah that's a problem. But it's also one where I can go like, you're, you're a kid and yeah. you need to learn, but I'm not going to write you off because you're a kid who needs to learn. I'm going to yeah. say you're a kid who needs to learn. She's, she's a young person who I think thinks she knows the up-down all around because she went from Saldea to Ilian by herself, presumably. And I think it's like, no, when you're a kid when you're 16 to 18 my god you think you know everything and you think like i've left my house so i know what everything is now 
So, I mean, I, I give her credit. I think her and Perrin need to, like, talk to each other, but... Um, yeah, that would help. But, back to the run, Jackdaw Fool. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Listen, that's what this entire... Uh, that's what the main show is going to be, is just a bunch of, like, sidelining, and then, like, okay, back to the prologue. So, it's all going to be good. Good job. Uh, so, Jackdaws, I read, are... Birds that in some cultures signify death or like are just omens of things to come. And so Jackdaw Fool, I don't know. I somehow like my mind just went to Matt for some reason. Uh, yeah. you, you know what else a Jackdaw is? What? A Corvid, which is the family of birds that ravens belong to. Oh, shit. Yeah. It is, it is a diminutive Corvid. <gasps> Blind woman, Egwene. Death Man Rand, Jackdaw Fool, Could let be the Lord of Chaos rule. And I always, I just thought Lord of Chaos was just, like, when we say, like, Lady Luck or something yeah. like that. Like, I don't think, because I think Eric's been really like, oh, who is the Lord of Chaos? And I'm like, who knows? But I think it's just, it's, it's just, I think, we don't ever get into the religion of uh, the Wheel of Time. And we know there's the light, but we never get to anything further. And this is the closest that we get to almost a deity, like an almost trickster oh, god. Oh, I like that. Like a pantheon yeah. almost. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're coming from. Be prepared it's, to hear this again in the next. In the <laughs> No, I'm, I'm down for that. It's, it's curious because I always read Lord of Chaos as, as Rand um, mm. because, because of the Forsaken... Uh, the the as uh, Damon Dread comes back from Shail Ghul and he says the directive is let the Lord of Chaos rule, i.e. don't mess with Rand. Right. But I like what you're doing here with the idea that this is to to go back to Malazan almost like a part of a a house. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord of Chaos. And like, because then again, we never get any mention of like, oh, and then there's this. So I think that's just an interesting setup. Um. Well, it's kind of like even thinking more when the series finishes, what do they know about Egwene? What do they know about Rand? What do they know about Matt? Uh, Because I think in like Towers of Midnight, there's like a prophecy, like something about the one-eyed fool. Uh, Tower, uh, where's Encyclopedia Watt? Um... Thank God for Encyclopedia. This is a, we're not sponsored by them, but if you want to sponsor us. Um, I love them so much. Um, I think, I think, yeah, they, they, oh, they make life so much easier. It's the, um, in that day when the one-eyed fool travels the halls of mourning and the first among vermin lifts his hand to bring freedom to him who will destroy. Um, oh, it doesn't say what the, uh, what the time is, but it also doesn't say it in uh, the, it just says heard in the fourth age. So we don't know how soon after everything, but I feel like because we are getting, because it is so much more distant, it feels like it's later in the fourth age. Like, because I feel like it's far enough that Tarvalon has now become the great Arvalon. Yeah, great Arvalon. And it's a vet, like we're beginning its Pokemon evolution to where it's going to become <laughs> the first stage of uh, Avalon. Avalon, yeah. So, 
Where where are you looking right now? Are you looking in um Oh, I was in uh Towers of Midnight Epilogue, the Towers. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah, the letter. I like sometimes I'll just go through like the later books and go, Oh right, that happened. Huh. Yep. I'd forgotten about that whole plot. Every now and then I remember the uh Beatles coming the Sean Chan turning into Beatles. I can't not I just oh my god. Dude turns into a bunch of bugs, everyone freaks out, and Perrin goes, It's okay. They're regular. Look, you can step on them. And everyone else is like, They are and a man turned into bugs. And Perrin's just, just like, hmm. Interesting. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah. Where's my life at, y'all? That's what we should be worrying about, not the man who turned into a hundred bugs. I also will never not be furious as to how Robert Jordan does uh, Bear Lane in the later books. I'm like, I'm like, you had someone so interesting, and then she breasts Boobly for eight yep. books, and then marries Galad. And I'm like, no, Galad's already married to Matt. That's See, uh, yeah, you're correct. Correct. Well, we all know that. Lawful chaos. It's, it's funny because... Um, Allie right now, book six, yes. is a, a massive Barrelane stan. Barrelane defender, mm-hmm. Barrelane lover. She's like, did Barrelane do some bad shit? Yes, she did. Am I going to destroy her for that? No, I am not, because I think that she is a very nuanced and complicated character. And we're at the point in book six where your fave, Egwene, is yeah. basically doing nothing but slut-shaming her in her head. Like, every oh. time she sees her. Right, which, like, we, we forget that it, happens because we're like, okay, yeah, the whatever. The amount of, like, sludging, like, even in Fires of Heaven, where, like, it was Nynaeve and Brigitte in the carnival, and it was always like, oh, you have your, you're showing bosom. And I'm like, oh, my God, who cares? I'm also like... We get it, you're prudes. I'm like, bold of you to assume show Nynaeve wouldn't have just killed Val and Luca the second he tried <laughs> to her. That's the thing, is, like, show Nynaeve is just a lot more, like, do not fucking touch me, I'll chop your hand off. Like, yeah. it's just, it's it's very much like Robert Jordan went, how do women interact? Should I talk to a woman about, more than one woman about it? No, I, I think I know. I experienced some mean girls in high school in the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like the joke that uh, every now and again, Harriet goes, Jim, 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 Jim. <laughs> Oliver. No. Oh my god. I think like he's been so excited. I think he like he would like knock on the door and go, Harriet, Harriet, I've written another 9A chapter. What do you think? That's how Robert Jordan sounded, by the way. Um and she would like <laughs> pick it up and read and she'd go like, Well, Jim. And then he's like bouncing on the balls of his feet like an ex- like his hat in his hand, just like, yeah. Am I woke bay feminist king? <laughs> did I, uh, did I yes queen? And she goes, yes. Good job, Jim. And then she like pats him on the back and he goes, I'm going to keep writing. You know, it's funny because he, he does so much so right. So much. Yeah. So, and, then, and then every now and again just goes, well, women, you know, they kind of hate each other a lot. Yeah. Just because. I'm like, nah, but why? Why? Nah. Egwene doesn't have any reason to hate Bear Lane other than that she yeah. flirted with Rand, and that's not a good reason. Ah. Anyway, sorry, we're on a Bear Lane thing. I always think of the John Mulaney thing, where it's like he talks about like, yeah, 
you could do Ocean's, I don't think you could do Ocean's 11 with all women, not because they wouldn't get it done, only because two of them would break away to talk shit about the other two. Not uh, the other nine. Not even talk shit. Just say passive-aggressive things like, oh, I just love how you wear anything. <laughs> but I feel like it's like, yeah, a lot of it's like, I wrote a very great nuanced female character in fantasy, which is very rare for the time period. Great. She hates other women, and they all agree. Okay. Yeah. It's the, like, it's, the, it's the unfortunate cherry not cherry. It's like putting an olive on top of a cake. Like a like a sweet cake, and instead of a cherry, you put an olive on top of it, and you're like, this is a great cake. Why the fuck is there an olive on it? Right. And you, you're like, this could easily have just been moved, but like the, the chef is so obsessed with having an olive at the top of the cake, and you're like, I, I we'll just eat around it. But mm-hmm. it's always going to be there, and there's like a hint of olive juice in the like frosting, and you're like... Um, but yeah, um, prologue, uh, yeah, we get, um, yeah, so, uh, Demandrin, we get the, uh, unfortunate implications of Shadar Haran, uh, Uh, yes, how, uh, blades are made. Ah, yes. And, um, it's always, it's, I like to imagine also just cause, uh, it is, Almost, it's 719, close to 8. Just, um, okay. So I think this, the prologue really does a good job to set up that, oh no, there's legitimate forsaken threats left. Because yes. I think, you know, Mogedian, fierce threat. Semarok, we've only, this is the first time we're actually meeting her. And the fact that she is, you know, we hear Mogedian say she loves to torture and we're seeing her knitting is just this, like, oh, God. It's a great juxtaposition right there. Yeah. And then we have Masana, who is, uh, we can be on the lookout for her. We have Demandred, who is now pitting the other Forsaken against Samaya, like, kind of just going, like, hmm? Like, uh, we have Stasis Boxes, which mm-hmm. I, that's where the Golem is hiding, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Samuel, Samuel makes noise in like chapter a 1920 where he's like, I found something cool. I found yeah. something real cool. <laughs> um, we have the return of the Shido and Savannah, which I hated this when I was oh. reading it. She, just, she's like, just, she's, just make them go away. We don't need Aiel antagonists. Just, just end it. God. Have Aiel get captured by the prophet and there have parents conflicting loyalties. Yeah. Um, and she, Savannah's pairing up with, um, Galena and Katarine, I think is her name. Yeah. Yeah. Katarine um, Alredden. Shock of all shocks. They're red sisters. Shock of all shocks. They're black Aja they're also. Black Aja. And Galena Kasba is notoriously just awful. Awful. And, uh, the prologue is setting up very much Dumai's Wells, um, Gowan is there. Really not much to say. <laughs> Legit. Gowan is one of those characters where I was on uh, the Black Tower podcast uh, a little while back um, talking about Fayil, but I talked about Gowan and I said, Gowan is the Prince Charming in the wrong story. That's a good way to put it. Like, I think if this was a, if he were the protagonist, 
yes, that would make sense. But he's not, and he doesn't see the red flags that he's being used. And that Elena mm-hmm. essentially said, oh, the Shadow killed Gowan and the Younglings. Whatever. Yeah, essentially. That'd be cool. And just like we now get the, he finds out Morghese is quote unquote dead, and it's like. Uh, this is an met- audio medium, so you, 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 those listening can't see. My eyes are just fluttering into the back of my head. It is. Because, my God. This book is great, but it's also the introduction of a couple just god awful plot lines. Like. Yep. Um, I mean, we have Morghese's plotline. She's currently in Amadisia, mm-hmm. I believe, essentially at White Cloak Central. And um, Petra Nile comes in. He is like, oh, like trying to go, oh, you know, we can uh, help you out in uh, Camelin, take your throne back, but White Cloak Control. And she goes, no, but this is before the whole Aemon Valda shit, which... In the show, I'm like, oh, great. And then we get Pater, who, he's there. We have Talonbor. fucking legend, my man. Not, <laughs> not Talonbor. Talonbor's no. not the legend. Oh, my fucking Talonbor. Every time, I remember, like, in book five, when he's like, my queen, I cut open my hand for you. I'm like, no one asked. My dude, my man. This is the thing about Talonbor, and I'm not going to go too far afield here. Yeah. Um, Allie, Allie's one of her bits is that she ships people mm. constantly. Two characters look at each other. She's like, they're in love. Yes. Her latest fixation is she thinks Liana and Loghain have a thing because they, they looked at each other once. Oh my God. And I'm like, that'd be interesting. They don't, but that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, the only duo that she goes, I hate this. I don't like it. I don't want them to get together. I want them to never talk again. And I want him to leave her alone forever Talonvor and Morghese. Yes. Because more because Talonvor is, I think, like 27, 28, and nothing wrong with the age difference. He's just so like weird. Around. Yeah, I mean my, the issue my issue with Talonvor is that he he seems to be of the impression that his duty to her should be reciprocated with affection and sex yeah because because he helps her out and he's nice to her and he clearly has a crush on her but then when she doesn't listen to him and pay him heed he gets like really sulky and a little bit physically intimidating and i'm like hey buddy you're a man in a space we you don't do that don't do that especially to a still recovering abuse victim yeah, like, you know, like Morghese may not really remember a lot of it, but more than likely she was emotionally, mentally, and knowing Ravine, sexually uh, abused. Yeah. So yeah. let's maybe back the fuck off and yeah. go find a prostitute or someone in Amadisia or wherever you need to get your rocks off and just leave take a, Just take a cold shower. Take a yeah. cold shower and... Get over it. And if you can't get over it, then then go away. Yeah. Lini, you're not helping. Yeah, Lini. It's it's interesting. This kind of falls under the category of Jordan decided he wanted to throw everyone into a heterosexual relationship by the end of the books, where he just kind of shoves them together just cause. Who does Morgaze end up with? Morgaze? Talonbor. Morgaze ends up with Talonbor. They get married. Perrin marries them. In Towers of Midnight. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like 
and then Gallad and uh, Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. Glenn and Gallad, which is so fucking stupid. Um, Loghain and I guess one of the re- or what from what I remember of the Loghain arc, I'm like, there is some. Oh, there's uh, some shit. <laughs> you want you? Uh, we go. I don't know. If we have time to talk about the uh, orgasm bonds that are non that are forced <sighs> in in uh, I think it's Winter's Heart. Yeah, that's, I'm like, that's bad. I'm like, you mean to tell me there is not one non-straight person in the uh, Black Tower? You mean to tell me that, like, there are a couple, but I don't count one-sentence throwaway lines as no. really anything. I'm like, let Logan be gay. Let Logan and Rand meet up a couple years after and just... I'm into it. I mean, that is if show Logan's osteoporosis doesn't set in from being the emotional backbone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the no, amount of just like, the, just the amount of like, oh, it's like the, um, oh, it's the Bob's Burgers, where it's like, oh, like they're watching someone on TV, like a boy and a girl, and like, oh, they're a cute couple. They sure are standing next to each other. And I'm like, that's literally <laughs> everyone in Wheel of Time that Robert Jordan was like, I guess they get married. Yeah. Well, M- Moraine and Tom. That makes I I'm so glad that they made Moraine and Swan canon in the show because I'm like, listen, make Tom and Jane Farstrider a thing. I think That's there's great. some unresolved tension there. Yeah, you know, like here's the thing: is there precedent for Moraine and Tom? Yeah, Allie's obsessed with Moraine and Tom <laughs> until the show came out, and then she was like, never mind, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, but but like, did we need it? No, maybe no. When we thought the series was going to be six books, maybe. Yeah. Not now. Now that it's 14 books and like, I guess the signs are there, but I'm like, she's just tickled by this little gleeman who does his little jokes. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the prologue that we should maybe touch on before taking the break to go into the main show. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking Fuck for Alan. the illustrious Encyclopedia Watt to see. Yeah. I mean, okay. um, oh, we get um, a little bit, um, the thing that they kind of do with Elaine, that they yeah. drop, where she's, like, really interested in, like, terrain real and all that, and then it carries on, and then she gets pregnant, and then that doesn't matter anymore, because it's about her babes. Yes, and because... It, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's the thing with Robert Jordan. Just uh, I'm uh, oh my god, she's gonna be an engineer. She's gonna be a magic engineer. She's gonna do all no. She never gets, mind. Political intrigue and broth, which okay, that's fine. Like, like here's the thing. Let me let me clarify. People go through change in life. People go through arcs. I'm yeah. not saying they don't. I'm not saying this is unbelievable or unrealistic. I'm not saying she doesn't come back to making Terangriel later. I am saying I would rather read about her making Terangriol than what I like to call Elaine gets pregnant and starts metagaming off of Min's prophecy and just, just, just frankly becomes my least favorite character for the last like three books. Yeah. Love her until then. And then she just like a fucking stone in the ocean for me. She just, yeah, I was starting to really love her. Then I remember where she goes and I'm just like, right. Yeah. But it's whatever. whatever. But you know what? Right now, I think she's a blast. Yeah. In book six, she's a blast. We'll see how she is in four books. 
Mm-hmm. But I think that's a really fun place to leave it. Um, thank you all for listening. And tune in next week when we cover the Lord of Chaos prologue with Gus and Allie. You guys have a good one. <laughs>